chat with me. Come on and talk to me. I really want to know what you think. I want to hear your truth. I want to see what you see. Come on and talk to me. Put your lovely teeth in this rainbow cheese. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good. I swear y'all always crack me up in the chat. <laughs> y'all be jamming in that chat, man. But I hope everybody's doing good. Happy Wednesday. I cannot believe how quickly the month of October has gone by. Child, it's almost Halloween, honey. Okay. So it's been a lot of creepy stuff that's gone on this month. But one of the biggest things that have literally captured, I, I would say, not just the nation, not just here in America, but globally, is the entire Jeffrey Dahmer situation. And um, just all of the dialogue, everything that's come from this entire case. Now, I know a few weeks ago we had talked about the Netflix series and everybody weighed in on that. So this month, um, I decided to do a deep dive on the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, situation. Because, yeah, Netflix, they, I mean, I learned a lot that I did not know initially because I was so young when that took place. And like I said, I thank goodness my parents shielded me away from that because I don't think that that case is anything that children at that day and age needed to know about. Um, but the parents, yeah, y'all new parents, y'all don't give a shit. Y'all out here dressing y'all's children like Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween and posting it on TikTok and then getting mad when folks say stuff. Y'all new parents have no chill. Our parents didn't play that shit. They said, there's a man out there eating people, sit down somewhere, be safe. They never went into details. Okay. <laughs> so it's a lot going on with this. I decided to do my deep dive on it. And when I tell you, I was blown away with just all the research I was doing. I went down such a rabbit hole for like two weeks. It was hard to like even think or, or sleep at times because it's just like, there's no way that this is as quote unquote innocent as they're trying to make it seem. Like this was just a man who just happened, just, just woke up one day and just decided to start killing at the age of 16. And when I really started researching the guys in the military, um, the ones, the two men that he had raped and the one young boy, he was 17 at the time. He said that Jeffrey Dahmer had him locked in the room for so long, he grew hair. That to me is insane. Like as a new recruit, where are the checks and balances? Who are the leaders in this military organization where this little boy is stationed at? How is nobody looking for him? How's it nobody saying, well, where is he at? How's he been? I, I assume when you're in the military, you got to come downstairs every day for roll call. Or maybe I just watch too many shows because I don't know the ins and outs of the military. But I assume like you got to check in with your superiors. You got to, you know, go through basic training. Jeffrey Dahmer literally kept this man, this young boy. He was a boy. He was 17. Trapped in the room for upwards of a year. He depended on Jeffrey Dahmer for everything. Food, um, you know, water. He had to use the bathroom in the room. He, he would only let him go out every now and then. And he said he was in there so long, he grew hair. Like his hair was like to his shoulders. So that means he wasn't getting regular military haircuts. Um, and so one of the things, as I started going through the deep dive, is that they were saying that there were many people that were killed in Germany, including a woman, um, I think a, a child. But they said his killings really 
like his whole serial killing really started in Germany. And he was even, when he would get drunk, he would brag about the guy, Stephen, that he had killed when he was about 17. So it was a lot of stuff that came out during this research. And, and I went very deep. I went very esoterical with everything um, because I can't help but see the spiritual aspect in all of this. Um, just the, the twinning energy. And let me say this, I didn't even go as deep as I could have went with the whole Gemini theory. The fact that he had this obsession with the Gemini killer, so much so that he would wear these contacts and the contacts almost gave him some type of supernatural power in a way. It's like he became the Gemini killer once he put on these contacts. And I believe that that movie was some sort of signaling for him. Like that was some type of programming tied to that exorcist movie. And I showed you guys all the connections near the end. But another reason why I said that there's a lot of twinning energy with this is one, Jeffrey Dahmer was a Gemini. Um, he was, you know, obsessed with the Gemini killer. Even when he died, he was twinned with the man um, when Chris Scarver killed both of them basically almost at the same time, you know, he was killed with another person. But one part I did not go into because after a while I'm like, this documentary could be five hours long if I kept going. But the day he was baptized in prison was the same day that John Wayne Gacy, another famous serial killer was being executed. So that was another twinning connection. And then what I didn't realize until I was editing was that um, the young black man who got away Tracy Edwards, he was a twin. I don't know if y'all if y'all peeped that in a news article, because I heard it, but I didn't even think to like even you know go deeper into that aspect. But Tracy Edwards was a twin, so that was like another twinning connection. It was just so many connections with this man; it was insane. So now we got the daddy, honey. He done he done came out of I guess retirement. So the father is Lionel. I believe wholeheartedly that Lionel was Jeff was definitely Jeffrey Dahmer's handler. I believe that this was some type of experiment. This is just what I believe. I don't have to believe it. From my research, I just feel like this just goes way too deep. Lionel was a bit too happy. As I went back and I watched old interviews of him, there was always this weird smirk. It was, he was a bit too happy for someone whose child was accused of killing 17 people that we know of, because there was definitely more victims, you know, including, you know, young Adam Walsh. I now believe that he's the one who was responsible for Adam Walsh's death, John Walsh's son, who in turn created America's Most Wanted, okay? Even on the Oprah show, you know, the smirking, the, the you know, like the, the light gloating, the fact that he ran to write a book was very, you know, unnerving to me. But what I found the most interesting, like I stated in the documentary, was the fact that this man literally filmed every aspect of Jeffrey's life growing up. The average person back then did not have video cameras. You just, they were very expensive. They were very bulky. Most people barely had cameras. Um, even with me, you know, I'm an 80s baby. There's literally maybe a handful of pictures of me throughout my childhood. And I can only think of maybe one or two videos. That's literally it. And I was born in the 80s. So you mean to tell me somebody who was born in the 60s 
you know, just has just a wealth of footage. And I mean, there's every step of Jeffrey from the time he was born to a toddler, junior high, high school, pictures and videos. And to me, it looks like he was being documented, you know, like his growth was being documented. I just don't find it normal because a lot of people back then just didn't. And even if you had money, people just didn't really record like that this is like the way he was filming him is how we film today right with social media from the time these damn kids come out the womb there's a camera in their face oh look at my baby and no one cares <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like nowadays it's like that we're, we're we're literally watching kids grow up before our eyes well this was in the 60s and so it's very interesting that he just has all this archive footage of his son so now Lionel is coming out and he's saying that he's thinking about suing Netflix. Once again, his attention whoring knows no bounds. So he wants to sue Netflix because he feels like Netflix is glamorizing, um, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer and his actions. And he's also tired of, I don't know whose auntie is pulling up to this man's house. Y'all are out here throwing granny panties in his driveway. Y'all are saying that y'all love him. If y'all don't go get y'all's auntie and go get her some psychiatric treatment, why are y'all pulling up to this man's house throwing y'all's panties in his driveway? It don't make no damn sense. It's like these fans of these shows have just lost their mind. So I want to read y'all this article real quick. So they're saying here, um, Lionel Dahmer, who's now 86, um, has been receiving vicious and sometimes super lusty messages um, from all types of people. So his caretaker says this, we had a lady stop at the end of our driveway, take off her panties and throw them in the yard. Then he says, I had to go out there with a pair of thongs to pick up this woman's granny panties. The girl looked like she was in her early twenties and she was shouting, I love you, Lionel. So that is what the caretaker is saying. So he's thinking about you know, at this point, suing Netflix because he just wants to be old and, you know, live his life in peace. And, you know, this whole documentary is glamorizing him and his. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. But my issue with Lionel is that nobody glamorized your child more than you did throughout the 90s. So Lionel needs to have a tall glass to shut the fuck up, okay? Because he literally went on a hobo tour. There were so many interviews that I could have put in that documentary of this man interviewing with everybody from Oprah to Gerardo, Sally, Jesse, Raphael. He went everywhere, not even including local news people. You know, he went to the prison to go visit uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. He had a whole news crew with him. Um, so I definitely feel like there is more to this man's life. Um, and, and he was used as some type of killing machine. I believe that he might've been under some type of MK Ultra mind control, but he was definitely some type of experimental subject. Just my opinion. So we're gonna go ahead and take in some calls here. Raise your hand if you wanna speak. Let me know what you guys think of everything as far as the case, as far as what's going on now, the obsession, 
um, you know, people like sympathizing with Jeffrey because of the Netflix documentary. So I want to hear from you. I'm going to go ahead and start bringing people up on stage. Let's see here. All right, we got Lady J in the house. Lady J, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, everybody. Hope everybody can hear me. Good evening. How y'all doing? We can. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm going to be honest and fair. I can't necessarily add too much to the conversation in relationship to the documentary because it was disturbing for me as a kid. And I don't think I really really deal with that. I'm from the area and I just remember being scared. I don't know Mm -hmm. if any... Because he had ties to Chicago. There was a victim that they found in Chicago, Jeffrey. I mean, John Wade Gacy, you know what I'm saying? Um, There was Homie the Clown sightings. I don't know for those of us of a certain age, you know, there was Homie the Clown snatching kids and putting them in vans. So for me growing up uh, as a kid on the south side of Chicago, very disturbing. Um, So I can't say much about the documentary but I can say I remember the times that we were living in. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody can remember, back in the 90s, they stopped general assistance for men. They began to close the insane asylums, as they used to call them, up north in Chicago, which at one point, Chicago was the largest concentration of these type of uh, facilities in Illinois. And what eventually happened is that they closed these facilities, then you had general assistance being cut out completely, rising crime, all of that stuff at that time, it was a really scary place. And I was kind of shocked and disturbed when I found that they were redoing the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary. I was like, wow, everything is selling now. So Mm -hmm. I I had to just jump in and just say, let's remember the things that were going on at the time. Some people may not, but I found that it was just really dark to leave with that documentary. And then his dad, what? What? Yeah, his dad was definitely chasing fame. So he's now coming back out the woodwork. Now, let me ask you, as far as like a lot of the men, right, that were... um, you know, killed all, all of them basically were people of color, except for like a few. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that people were very, that, that really made me mad watching the Netflix documentary because I didn't realize how much the people in this community were being ignored. Yes. You know, one, because I they were remember. black, two, because they were gay. So can you speak to that as far as like what was going on in that time? Because it's like there were so many clues and they were just being dismissed, dismissed yeah. every single time. I'm going to just say this. Um, nothing has changed. And again, that's why I say I'm going to speak to the reality of the situation, not what has been glorified in the documentary. So I won't speak on that. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. If anybody heard about what happened in Excelsior Springs, St. Louis, just a few weeks ago, where this brother had been riding around saying it was a serial killer and nobody was listening to him. And that sister, 22-year-old, ran out of that man house with that dog collar on and whips and stuff to that lady house. Next, that was down the street from that man. And then they ended up boarding up the house. This just happened a few weeks ago. 
you know, it's what state still was this being, in? this was in Missouri. This, if you look it up, it was in Excelsior Springs. I think that's the, the name of the city. Um, and the name that was the man that was on TikTok. He was going off because he had been calling and asking yes. for help, and nobody was paying attention. And until mm-hmm. that black girl escaped, and this this white man, he's been out there killing people. So there's still serial killers amongst us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So think about that for just a second, and I'm gonna come back to Jeffrey in a moment. Think about that other man in Ohio. This just happened about maybe 15, 16 years ago. Remember them girls that had came up missing? I think it was either Cleveland or Columbus. And it was three girls and they was looking for the girls. They couldn't find the girls. And then one of the girls escaped and found out he had been holding them for 15 years. And then that brother who was just, he had said, I seen somebody come in the house and I went and saved him. He kind of became an internet sensation. Do yeah, you Charles Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And Amanda, Amanda Berry. Mm-hmm. I dag on the T, you don't never forget nothing, girl. <laughs> yeah, that was in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So think about that, okay? Juxtapose that recent today and then just 10 years ago. Jeffrey was in most of our lifetime. And the energy and the vibe of the police being involved in a lot of crimes, sex trafficking, human trafficking, which we now know has been proven you know, the clan is wearing, a lot of the clan is wearing the badge, you know, and using brown and black bodies, especially those that were, you know, considered LGBTQ because they were able to be discarded. Remember, we're coming out of the 90s, I mean, the 80s, the AIDS epidemic, scary times. So nobody really cared anything about gay rights at that time. A lot of people felt like, oh, good riddance. And I'm, I know that sounds crazy, but that's exactly why this that man was able to do what he did for so long. I don't know that's a lot, but it's the truth. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, you know, to, to unpackage with that whole situation. But it really shows you systemically that that is why we have to go back to having a community. You know, we have to go back to looking out for each other because nobody else is going to do it. You know, so it's it, it was a really scary time back then just to see how much, even when the lady who had, um, the niece who had spotted Conrad, the young Asian boy who ran at Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment, right. and they're clearly telling the police, this is a child. When we look at his yeah. picture, he doesn't look like a grown man. You mm-hmm. know, he's bleeding and he's, you know, out of his mind. Like anybody with common sense and a heart there should have been alarm bells going off. But like you said, it was the AIDS epidemic. It was gay stuff. You know, according to this, they kept calling it gay stuff. They didn't want to be bothered with it. So these people could be discarded and not, you know, cared about. It just made it that much easier. Yeah. And, and that really, in very simple terms, how you just put it is exactly why what happened happened. And it's why they just found another guy. Let me tell y'all, it's so scary. It's so many serial killers around us. You know, they just found another man, a story I heard the other day. A woman came forward and said, I got to get this off my chest. My daddy used to have my sister and me go and help bury bodies when we were kids. And we blocked it out and forgot, but 
I done went and got therapy. I done started to remember. And guess who the people he was messing with? Gay sex workers. I can't think of his name. I saw the other day. I'm going to have to look for it and try to tell you. But I just read this not two days ago. And it was released on a podcast. It was like some, I don't remember what podcast it was. But um, it blew my mind. And I think it was in Iowa or Idaho. Yeah, somebody just said Iowa in the chat. That's it. Somebody confirmed it for me. Up Iowa. I couldn't remember. Thank y'all. See, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, we're sitting up here glorifying. Think about this for a second, y'all. We glorifying cannibalism. But y'all was sitting up here talking about Army Hammer. The other, you know what I'm saying? saying? Like, but then we still have people doing the same stuff right now. It ain't nobody checking for these people. And all the same signs were there. So the question is, how is this allowed to happen in 2022? Mm. Well, thank you so much for that. I'm going to go ahead and bring on some more people. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Oh, my God. Hey, Dominique. I'm so happy you picked me. <laughs> but um, I'm, I super love the documentary. I actually learned a lot more things than hell, I thought I would even watch. So it was it was very great. Um. I don't know where to start. So along with the spiritual sense of him connecting with these demonic, you know, lords and all this crazy stuff, it's very true because just throughout the world we are in today, we are around a lot of spirits. And especially when you're like really in tune with yourself, you could just walk down the street and someone's energy could just be like, oh, what was that? It could be like good or bad, whatever it may be. I'm sorry, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so yeah, it's 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 very crazy, and I feel like the the serial killer yesteryear is like a motive. What's the word I'm looking for here? In- inspiration for some of these people, crazy ass people today. Like with um, man, what his name? The girl that locked up Amanda Berry and the two other women. I believe he got some of his in- inspiration from Dahmer because he locked people up. I'm surprised he didn't eat them. How crazy his ass was. I'm sorry. But it's people. Yeah, just, that was Ariel you know, Castro. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Ariel Castro. I don't know why I thought of Manny. <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, but yeah, I just really learned a lot of things. It's as far uh, spiritual sense and how it you could just easily like connect with a demon and you not know it. It's very that easy. And I think People need to be mindful of that and just be safe and be prayed up. And it's very sickening on how those cops did not even think or have the wherewithal to know that. Um, goodness, I'm, I'm forgetting all these names. The little boy. I, how, how can you not know that's a child? For how, you know, he wasn't even all that big. He was, he looked like a child. Like, how do you not know there's a child sitting in front of you going like, oh, that's a boyfriend thing? Like, no, you need to do your job and do an investigation and let that little boy just go back inside of him and end up getting killed. And then also have the other child, you know, get assaulted by him too. Like, this is really crazy. And I really liked how this documentary on Netflix revolved around the back, the black community and his um, Hispanic community just you know yeah it, i just liked how the um 
looked at that because I don't think um, the other documentaries where you looked at our community and how much it was, you know, affected okay. by him and his antics and crazy ass. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Um, let me go ahead and bring on Sergio. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi. Oh, my God. Um, hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be speaking to you. I usually don't have the courage to. I just like to stay in the back and listen. But I was like, this um, entire thing about like, it's kind of crazy because like, I'm like always in the back of my mind whenever I go like do like, like, like a one time hookup and stuff like that. I'm like mm -hmm. always like, like afraid. I'm like, oh my God, what if like they just they just want me over to just to like murder me and stuff like that. And I don't like, I don't like bringing people into my house. So usually I go to theirs and, um, but I'm always very precautious and I hope everyone else is too. Like, um, if you have a smartphone, you could send your location and you could share it for, for a long time. So every time I, like when I used to do it, I haven't, I haven't done that since like, 2019 because like the whole pandemic we can't hear you can you turn down the tv in the background and come closer to the phone yes yes i was actually watching um something on um john wayne gacy because also that i like i had heard of all of their names but mm -hmm. i did i didn't really know about like what they had did i just thought like okay they killed they killed people and like um but yeah like um if you like going to someone a stranger's house just share your location with a friend and i have a friend that i'm always like sharing like if i go to some well i don't i told you i, I don't do it anymore but before when i did i used to send it to her and i said if you don't hear from me by tomorrow morning and then then call the police and tell them you know share mm -hmm. give them give them this information um but yeah no. i think that's smart and you know you know, people have always done that. I mean, let's let's not act brand new in the chat. Before we had cell phones and and you know sharing your location, people met up with strangers all the time and went back to their houses. You know, so it doesn't make you better or not better. It's just you were able to come home safely by the grace of God. You and know, that's how many that... times have you you know shown up at somebody's house or you're there with a friend or y'all pull up or somebody's like, oh, you know, come through or you're cute. That's how people used to connect back in the days that you meet up at people's houses or, you know, um, yeah, it'd be nice to meet up in a public place. But for the most part, people will go over to people's houses, play Nintendo, you know what I'm saying? Kick it. So it's just like now there's technology. So technology helps. But yeah, you still have to be smart, though, when when, you know, engaging with strangers, because it is very scary because some people have gone off with people and never come back home. Yeah. And like even like when the sex is happening like still in the back of my mind i'm like oh my god he could or well yeah him he could literally like just stab me <laughs> or like do something like and um like um yeah i'm just like always like in the back of my mind if i ever meet someone new i'm like always in the back of my mind, i'm like okay they could they could definitely be like wendy williams says the killer <laughs> so, <laughs> So like I like have cameras in my house and like I don't invite people over. I don't like people over. Like the only people who are allowed in my home is like family and people I know. 
So that's how usually when I when I used to do the hookups, I used to go to their house. But also, I I usually prefer like friends with benefits. So at least you're not like continuously continuously sleeping with like a brand new person. And, like it like kind of takes away some of that anxiety. But um, so now, would you say that that's like is would you say that that's kind of big in like LGBT culture is like kind of that hookup. So that's why sometimes it can make people in the LGBT more susceptible to things yeah, like this. Not necessarily I, serial killers, but even, you know, just ending up dead because you're not knowing that person. You're just there to hook up for the night. Um, For sure. Because, like, I live um, here in um, West Hollywood, California. Mm-hmm. And, like, right down the street, there's a, you guys could look it up, called Vaseline Alley. And then mm. you just walk down, like, sometimes I'm walking down to to the Italian restaurants pick up some takeout and like you see all these guys just hanging around and like they are they try to talk to you and basically basically they all they're hooking up I walk down the street and guys are having three ways on the sidewalk and right on the street on the sidewalk yeah on the street right by Vaseline Alley you guys can look it up Mm -hmm. It's it's, it's famous here in West Hollywood so like imagine you just go there and I wouldn't do it, but imagine you just you're just going there and you don't you like think okay we're just gonna be having sex and then they turn around and they I don't know strangle you or they rob you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like always like every time I walk down there like I'm always like seeing like all these like sketchy guys. It's it's all day. It's twenty four seven, all three hundred sixty five days, all the time. And yeah. And especially in West Hollywood, I mean, that's like a huge gay community out that way, too. And then even at the gym, like, um, you just want to go sit down. Well, at least me, I just want to go sit down, like, in the steam room. And then you'll see, like, two guys jerking each other off or, like, something. In the exercise place? In public? In the steam room. In the sauna, yeah. Oh, y'all be wildin'. (laughs) (laughs) Only in Cali. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh my god, can I just like sit here without hearing you guys moaning? And then I'm just like, guys like, like they, they try to hit on me and they're like, but I already know what they're up to. So I'm like, I just, I don't even like to talk to anyone at the gym anymore, especially the guys there, because they all, wow. all they want, all, all they want to do is just like hook up. And I'm just like, I'm like, I love love. I don't like a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. He, even the guys that um, I was friends with benefits with, like we had a, an attraction and we had, you know, respect for each other. And I, at first, when I first met them, of course, I thought they were going to try to kill me. But then afterwards, I was like, okay, this is just, you know, I, I could trust them now. At the yeah, second and I time, think part of that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think part of that, too, is as you get older, you know, you realize that you want better, you know, because the whole hookup culture, it just le- ends up leaving you empty. Yeah, because you just, they just use, well, I guess you guys use each other. And then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, bye. And then, like, if you ever run into them, they, like, pretend they don't even know you. Oh, wow. And, and um, I've had that happen a few times. Um and I went through like a kind of like a 
rebel phase in me. Like I was kind of like in my childhood, like teenage years, my mom, I guess she did it for, to protect me. Like she didn't allow me to go to other people's houses. She like, once I got off school, I had to be home by a certain time. I wasn't allowed to go to parties, but I think if I would have been the child she didn't want, I would have probably ended up dead. Like if I was born 20 years before I was born, I would have mm -hmm. probably died just because I would have gone to someone's home and who knows what they could have done to me. So I don't know. Mm. That's just how I feel. Thankfully, technology is like now you, you could kind of like do some things like and even if you are like killed, um, at least if you're smart enough, you could have given the location to the last place you were at. Yeah, nowadays it's a lot harder to be a serial killer because we have so much technology now. So, you know, you might get away with it for a while, but yeah, nowadays it's not as easy. When we were growing up, it was like there was a damn serial killer like every few years. It's like, dang, another one? <laughs> you know, so. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Oh, it's, it's interesting now, being in like the late 2000s, you know, and 2020s and stuff like that. You don't really hear. They're still around, but you don't hear about them like we did in the 80s and 90s. It was insane. I mean, we had the Green River Killer. We had Ted Bundy. We had John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dotton. We went through a lot of Trump traumatic shit in the 90s. Kids yeah, didn't like, to go outside. Like someone like the Zodiac Killer would not be able to get away with what they did back in those mm. days. Yeah, even like Wayne Williams in Atlanta. You know, the Atlanta childhood murders. Like it was a lot. The, the fact that we made it to adulthood, child, God is good. <laughs> and you know something else? I was like, I, um, like you always hear, like, I didn't know about Jeffrey Dahmer until I watched the Netflix thing. Mm -hmm. I just knew, I just knew he had killed people and would eat them, but I didn't know he had killed, um, people of, um, you know, black, Minorities. black, black young men and, um, one Latino, but I'm Latino too. So, um, I'm just like. There, they are. There are people out there who just want to hurt people. Who, if well, if there's someone like Jeffrey Dahmer, they want to choose someone who they know that, even if um, people are looking for them, they won't pay that much attention to them being disappeared. Yeah. And um, well, thank you so much, Sergio. We're gonna go ahead and take on some more calls. We got a lot of people on the line. But it's okay. really good talking to you. So make sure you stay safe. You know what I'm saying? Protect yourself and definitely let your friends know okay. where you're at. And then on the Discord, my name is Stanos Groupie, if anyone is on the Discord. Okay, perfect. It was good talking to you. Okay, bye. Bye. Lady J, it was a blessing that we grew up to the ages that we are. There was a lot of killers in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> 
folks ain't ready for that conversation. Uh, let me go ahead and bring on, uh, let's see here, uh, Zub H, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, T. Hello, how are you? I'm good, you? Hello? Uh, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I just want to talk about um, maybe uh, we can't hear you sound like muffled and far away. Uh, sorry. Um, can you hear me now? Okay, that's a lot better. Uh, I just want to talk about um, he had like a lot of head trauma and he also had the hernia surgery. Um, I do find it kind of like interesting that um, when he did die, they didn't want to investigate his brain. And I feel like um, maybe I do believe with your um, MK Ultra theory, especially researching Scott, Sidney Gottlieb. So I do, yeah, I, I do think maybe it could just be, I, I definitely do agree with what you're saying about um, how it is, is you can be nurtured to be a serial killer. And I, I do definitely believe the head trauma, uh, the, the surgery for the hernia was the th self, the chain reaction to become what he is. And I definitely do believe that we do need to research the brains of serial killers. So I do find it suspect that they didn't, you know, just threw away Jeffrey Dahmer's brain. Yeah, that never made sense to me. And I think it was the mother that was fighting really hard to get his brain examined. And the father was adamant that he refused to, you know. But again, like I said, I've always felt like the father was a handler. So he knew more than what he was ever letting on. Because I don't understand why they wouldn't. They, they scan brains of football players. And they're not out here killing folks and eating them. But if a football player dies from CTE, a lot of times their brains go under, you know, examination and scans. So it's very interesting that they would not do the same for Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, and also with like the football players, um, it's kind of actually recent within like the last 15, 10 years. So mm -hmm. they, they didn't do it back in the 80s or 90s. And even in the UK here, we have obviously um, Fred and Rosemary West. And I'm not sure if you know about their case. And mm -hmm. they had a lot of severe, both of them both had um, severe head trauma. Uh, extreme violent sexual abuse with their families and yeah I definitely do believe as maybe as time gone on and you know within like the 2000 2010s there has been a lot more research with you know linking the brain with these serial killers maybe obviously along with technology stuff maybe there could be a reason why we don't have serial killers like back in the day could be Mm -hmm. yeah. So now, do you guys have cases like that in the UK? Um, I mean, the only thing I really knew about anything from the UK was like Jack the Ripper. Like, y'all have like, uh, the UK version of Jeffrey Dahmer? I don't know. Yeah, uh, not serial killer, but we do have like Fred and Rosemary West, and we do have the Yorkshire killer. So mm -hmm. those are the only like three main ones that I've killed almost like 10 people plus me. And then with Fred and Rosemary West, they took their skeletons and then they put them 
inside the walls. So it's almost very similar to John Wayne Gacy. So, yeah. But they, they killed women. So it just goes to show that America is messed up. We are leading the world yeah. in serial killers. That is crazy. He's like, I can only think of two. We're, I'm naming about 10 of them just from my damn childhood. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It really is. But, um, you know, but thank, yeah. I hope, like, you took away something from the documentary and just learned a lot from it. So thank you so much for watching. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good evening. Uh, bye. Bye. All right, let me go ahead and bring on Antoinette B. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How are you doing, Antoinette? I'm good. I'm calling in from Jamaica. Okay. Yes, I'm a huge fan. So in regards to the to the deep dive, I have watched all of your deep dives, um, except for the static major one. Mm-hmm. But I can say by far, this is the best one I have watched. I when I fir- when you first posted it and I clicked on it, it was the song that bam bam did and bam. Oh, I the disturbia. Like, yes, I was like, okay, I'm not ready. I don't think I'm ready. I was too scared because the thing is, I knew about the the, the story um for years now, and I knew what happened, but then to even go under and watch the Netflix series, I, I I still haven't watched it yet because I'm too scared to watch it. I don't think I'm just ready to see, you know, like a, a, a display of what happened. So when I watched the deep dive, I think by far this was the best one. I was so scared the entire time. It like, it had an effect on me. I, it was really good. It was your best one. And honestly, I, des- I think you deserve an Emmy for this one. And I think you will get some kind of award in the in the future for the year. you're so sweet <laughs> yes. thank you so much i, I just try you. to make things i really try and think outside the box when i'm going in with my edits and um one of the things that made me really kind of tie into that rihanna song disturbia yes. that was one of the first songs um i remember when i first started coming on youtube when you would hear like all these conspiracy videos about like, you know, Illuminati and Rihanna and Jay-Z and Kanye. Yeah, same here, same here. You yeah. Do that too. Yep. Exactly. And then when I was watching the Netflix documentary, I'm like, okay, Jeffrey Dahmer definitely loved to be in the club and he was always doing this weird little dance. And it reminded me of like the way they would dance in the Rihanna video. So when I went back and I watched it, it really like freaked me out because it's a lot of things that you don't notice when you're younger that you pick up on once you're like more aware of certain things. Sure. And when I seen her with that mannequin, that was like, wow, that just really struck me. So you see how when I spliced it, I had her and the mannequin down at the bottom. I had Jeffrey with his mannequin up at the top to just kind of show you like a lot of the symbolisms and videos that we don't really even notice. You know, it just, it goes by. And once you really you know, start to become more aware of things, you understand that mannequins, you know, are tied to MK Ultra, mind control. It's like having a, a human body, but they don't have a soul. You know, all of that. And the fact that one of his main things to calm him down from killing was to have that mannequin. And when the grandma threw that mannequin away, um, I know you didn't see the Netflix, but in the documentary on Netflix, when the grandmother finds the mannequin, she throws it away. And you see literally the devil come inside of this man. He freaks out. 
clips of that that scene in there so okay she did see that okay good yep he starts freaking out on her and it's like who would be that upset about a man why do you have a mannequin in the first place but who would be that upset like he was mad that, like she threw away his best friend so it's like all of these things really have connections you know like the music the videos the movies even when i was showing at the end how many celebrities are still invoking his name Yes, yes. I think that 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 music video, the Rihanna music video really set the tone. It was the perfect one to use because then that drew me in. And I think it was a really, really good one. There's a lot of craziness happen, happening now, um, even here, you know. Um, and I think people should really be careful with the whole spirits thing because everything is just showing itself now and it's just really happening in front of your eyes. Um, even uh, last week over the weekend, there's a popular um, influencer here, IG influencer, like popular, mm-hmm. everybody knew her. They found her body in the sea in Montego Bay floating and there were pictures oh, no. and videos and it was so disturbing. It affected a lot of people, especially women, because they're looking at that and I was just thinking that could have been me. That could have been anybody. And what was, is her name, sis? Um, Anika Townsend. Um, Slickiana. Anika Thompson. Townsend. Townsend. Town Townsend. Yes, her IG name is Slickiana. So if you Google it, I think the, the stories will come. Mm, yes, yes that, that's up. what happened over the weekend. And trust me, it 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 has hit everybody. Even like. A month before there was another influencer who got murdered. They still don't find her body. It was they were mm. saying it was her police boyfriend, but they still haven't found her body. So it's like it's a lot of craziness happening. And even today again, um, I saw an article um of some students in a high school. Some teacher said they had some vision, right? She had some mm-hmm. vision and immediately the students dropped to the floor and started screaming. It was like you let loose an evil spirit in there and it was just crazy. So I'm just looking, I'm just really looking into it as like this thing doesn't really stop. It's just everything is just coming. It's like you say in the book of Re- Revelation is there. End of times, it's just everything just seems like that. So yeah, it's a, yeah, a lot of people really have to be careful. And that's very interesting. Yeah. She said that I'm looking at her page, very beautiful lady. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing that people don't understand. It's like, unfortunately, with, with social media, we've been so conditioned to just continuously post our lives and let people know in real time what we're doing, where we're at. And it's it's not a good thing. You know, you have to watch that because like I said, as much as your fans are following you, there's also wolves watching. You know, we see the things that happen here in America with like Pop Smoke and even, you know, PMB yeah. Rock. I so yeah, it's very that. scary. Yeah, I said all of that is very scary. So yeah, that's just what's happening. People should be careful, especially with the whole spirits thing. People should really, really be careful. Because if you don't, if you don't, if you don't have a strong mind, you know, and a strong mentality, you get easily drawn into those things like you have to be careful because it's real i mean evil spirits and all of that is very real and i believe in that so people just have to be careful and have a strong so like in so like in jamaican culture right i just want to ask like in caribbean culture do you guys feel the same way um you know as far as like spirits and alcohol and alcohol you're opening yourself up when you get like just overly drunk you know, people would do things and be like, oh, blame it on the liquor, blame it on the alcohol. Because, you know, another name for alcohol yeah. is spirits. Somewhat, 
somewhat, but people would more say with weed. And you know, Jamaican smoke a lot of weed. So somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that's somewhat. But the new thing now, um, you know, and it's just so crazy with me because when I was um, a teenager, I knew nothing about other drugs other than weed. But now we're having an issue with students, high school students, where they're on Mali and some other kind of drugs. So it's mm. a whole lot of things happening. It's the drugs. I, I think it's just the spirits, the evil spirits and drugs and all that Mali. It is just, it's just not a good time right now, especially here. It is just mm. not a good time. I know everybody here about Jamaica and it's a beautiful island. It is, it is. But that is just the side for tourists. You know, tourists yeah. don't experience the real side. We experience a completely different Jamaica. So uh, it's not to, you know, it's not to prevent you or, or uh, put fear in you from coming here because it's really beautiful. When you um, vacation here, it's beautiful. But when living here is a totally different experience. Totally different yeah. experience. And um, the tourists are not really affected by the crime for some reason, for some reason, you know the gunmen will kill each other, kill other Jamaicans and stuff, but nothing really happens to the tourists. Anytime you hear a tourist die, right, it's mostly like from an accident, a car accident, or, Mm -hmm. you know, she had some kind of relationship with a Jamaican man here or something, but nothing really happens. But yeah, living here is, is just different. I, even myself, I decided to take a work from home job because I do not want to go on the road. I just don't want to be on the road. I took a work from home job, I am a makeup artist for 10 plus years now, and I've been traveling all over the island to do makeup, but mm-hmm. um, this time around, I decided I'm just staying in and staying off of the road because it's just it's just not a nice, nice out there. So, you know, I'm just letting wow. everybody know just to be careful. It's happening everywhere. It's everywhere, yeah. Everywhere. I see people yeah. in the chat. Um, Marsha's saying it's happening in her country in Belize. Yeah. Um, you know other people are saying in other island nations it's happening so it just seems like it's a spirit it's like a global spirit that's, that's what's going on you know because even like the molly and the drugs i mean it's yes. big here in america um here in minnesota we have these kids taking these ra- rainbow fentanyl pills and they don't really know where they came from and with the holidays i mean with the halloween season excuse me coming up it just has me very nervous because it's like, you mm-hmm. know, what if these pills get put into kids' candy? You know, so yep. parents have to be extra vigilant. It's just so much wickedness going on. Too much. It's too much. Like, I, I remember growing up as a child, like, it wasn't that bad. I don't know if I didn't know it was that bad because we didn't have social media and the internet. But know that we have it and we can see every single thing happening in real time. It's just, it really can put you in a, like a depressed state and stuff. So sometimes I take my social media cleanse as well and stay off completely because sometimes it just puts you in a depressive state when you see all of the stories. And I'm always keeping up with every, you know, everywhere, every story, America, UK, Jamaica, I'm keeping up with everything. So when I get all of that information all at once, sometimes I have to just take a break because it's just too much. And yeah. I'm staying home. I am just not going out. I just—it's not even the crime, really. I—I'm I, concerned about the crime, but it's just the evil spirits that's roaming. Just evil spirits. I have to like kind of try to keep myself safe. So I'm just saying to everybody: keep your, yourself safe as well, and just have a strong mind, and you know, don't be e- easily influenced. I don't make social media influence you too much because you can. I think you can gather some spirits. From there too, you know, this um, because they put everything on there, especially TikTok. 
I don't really mm-hmm. use TikTok because TikTok is too much for me. I, I don't know how I keep getting on those pages, but some of the things I see on there, I just don't want to. So I kind of stay off. It's just too much. But everybody, um, stay, um, stay safe. And thank you so much. I'll be listening, still listening. Thank you so much. And the deep okay. dive was good. It was, I think it was your best one, in my opinion. Thank you so much, Antoinette. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself and thank you so much for calling in, sis. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I love her accent. But yeah, that's very interesting. You know, um, that's usually how it is when you're on vacation. I remember, you know, not to compare Jamaica to Florida, but I remember my first time. First time I went to Ratchet Ass, Florida back in like the early 2000s. And I remember I had so much fun that I wanted to like move to Florida. I'm like, that's it. I want to live here. And I got to know some of the locals before I left and we exchanged phone numbers and stuff. And I remember one of the guys I was talking to, he was like, no, you don't want to move here. Like you're thinking Florida is South Beach because I had so much fun on South Beach. We were kicking it. He was like, no, that is the tourist part. He was like, the real Florida is like little Haiti, little Havana. You know, there's like real cities and it's it's not sweet. Like you don't want to move here because you're envisioning South Beach. And um, he was completely right. <laughs> and the same can be said for LA. Like people will move out to LA and they're thinking that what they see on television, um, you know, that the streets are paved with gold. And then once they get to LA, you know, it's dirty. It's a bunch of homeless people on the street. They're chasing you down the street. You know, it's it's a mess. It's a mess in a lot of these cities. So yeah, just understand the difference between, um, you know, being on vacation and actually living somewhere. I see Zulika in the chat. She said LA is dirty. LA is very dirty. Like, you know, I love LA, but it's a very dirty city. Um, polluted, you know, there's trash on the freeways. It's a very dirty city. It definitely is. So let me go ahead and bring on um, Gothboy. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good. I'm great after seeing, like, your deep dive girl. You went in. I was, like, over here all <laughs> types of hype. I was, I was feeling it. I was like, yes, T. Like, you know, when I was... But um, yeah, like you did that. So thank you for giving us that content. And um, I'll start off with the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. So the first time I heard about him was when I was like 15. You know, Kesha, she had, a, she had an album called Cannibal. And then there was one, one of her lyrics. Um, I think it was like, going to eat you up like Jeffrey Dahmer. And then like me back then being a 15 year old, I was like, who the hell is Jeffrey Dahmer? So mm-hmm. I looked him up and then that's what I found out about him and him eating people and it was very weird. And then I guess that's, like, um, you could kind of say, like, how they put that in the media, like, how they try to slowly make cannibalism cool, I guess, like, as you peek that now with, like, the movie well, Fresh. Well, yeah, I remember I, I, would, I was talking about that years ago, that like they were trying to normalize cannibalism. Remember the show on Netflix, Santa Clarita Diet? That was yeah. all about cannibalism. And then they had, like, these art pictures where they had, like, a human foot and it was wrapped, like, you know how you go to the store and get, like, a thing of steak, and it's wrapped in that, you know, foil, and then mm-hmm. it has, like, the price tag on there, but it was, like, a human foot. So they've been trying to normalize this for a while, and I just, it's disgusting. Even the other day, we were barbecuing here, because the weather was really nice, and I went mm-hmm. and got um, some Impossible Burgers, and I started freaking out. Like, I'm taking video, and I'm posting, it, like, on Telegraph, and I'm like, 
why is this veggie burger bleeding? Like it was freaking me out. Cause I'm like, this is supposed to be a veggie burger, but they were like, well, it, they're making it bleed. I guess it's, it has beets in there, like beet juice, like right. poked in there to make you feel like it's, you know, like you're really cooking a burger. I don't need to feel like I'm cooking meat. I just don't want it to take, like, it was just creepy to watch a veggie burger bleed. I don't know if y'all have experienced that. So it's almost like, I had to, I was thinking like, is this really a veggie burger? Like, <laughs> let me find out they don't, they don't ground it something together and call it, you know, beyond meat. It was creepy. That is creepy because I've never had a veggie burger. So I can only imagine seeing blood coming out of it. That wouldn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah. And, That's why I stick with Morningstar. Morningstar don't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to let them out because I don't trust anything out here, especially McDonald's. And then, but um, I'll keep it short like I usually do because my mind always goes blank every time we do this. So I was like really like ex- um happy when you brought up um. Well, first I'll get on to um Lionel. I think he's very much full of ish, very full of crap. How are you, is he like a psychiatrist like you said, or I forgot he's what his a scientist. Okay, a scientist. It just very, very much doesn't. Man. Yeah, exactly. How are you like that smart, but you don't know, oh, I don't know how he ended up like this at all. Like you're just very much full of crap, man. I don't believe anything you have to say. Um, and then I feel like he also put MK Ultra on his wife because I watched that interview that he did with Oprah and um, she doesn't rem- remember anything. Like, and she looks very much confused. Um, she doesn't, um, every time they try to bring up like domestic violence or like him acting weird she doesn't remember anything and she looks like confused like i like like these um other celebrities that have clearly had it as well so that's just my opinion on that and then um the ties with the spirituality you're like so on point with that i was like screaming because it was just like um when you brought up how (laughs) i believe it was um Wacy gang Wacy, I don't know who got the baptism or whatever, but that had like Gacy that had me blown away. And then there's more I don't remember that like there's more connections with those two. It's just it's just not coincidence. One thing you taught me is like there's no no such thing as coincidences. So yeah, even when he was arrested, that was three years to the day that Richard Ramirez the Satanist serial killer in Cali had been mm-hmm. caught for his crimes. Like when you really look at the numerology of everything surrounding like the Jeffrey Dahmer case and other serial killers, it's insane. Even, I don't know if you guys peeped the little Easter egg I put in there, but um, when I was talking at the beginning of the documentary about the whole LSD when he was out in the military and how they right. would do the experiments by giving you know these people drugs and stuff, um, if you guys peeped, there's an article that I put in there and the son of, the son of Sam was saying that he was being tested on uh, and being given LSD. Son of Sam spoke about that a lot. And he's a reborn again Christian and he's still alive. Oh, yeah. yeah that, was, that was the one that was claiming that he was um, took over by d- demons or something mm-hmm. saying that he was supposed to kill a dog or whatever like that. Yeah. And he was, yeah. um, he had said that he was pumped full of LSD. When he was in the military I believe it. as well. Yeah. Because all of these people that be out here doing all these quote-unquote mass shootings or whatever, <laughs> whatever, they all look very much crazy <laughs> in the eyes. Very much eyes are dilated. Um, 
like a the, what's his face the colorado shooting killer eyes are super dilated um jeffrey didn't look dilated i don't know and that's could go into why his mom didn't want or wanted to find out what was in his brain because they know that he was very much um mk ultradon this is going into that movie that you said that triggered him um I had listened to the guy that escaped and he said that what was triggering him, he was going in back and forth, like, um, you know, like a comfort zone, you, you like move back and forth. Like, I don't know what it's called, but when he was watching that movie, he, I, I believe it was like a, a prison scene. Don't quote me on that, but there was a certain scene in that movie where he would just go bonkers or whatever. So, and I believe it and I don't know. And now I'm going blank again. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for calling, God Boy. It was good talking to you. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on um, Kaya XO. Hey, T. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Girl, this is like my third time talking to you. I love your show. I love watching you. I watched you this morning at work. I'm listening to you now. Girl, I could just watch you all day long. You definitely was up. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Okay, so first of all, I want to touch on the, um, the Jeffrey Dahmer issue with him killing the guy in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Right? So you mean to tell me this? I'm proving my point to say how I agree with you that the government was definitely in on this. You mean to tell me that the mattress is soaked with blood and nobody knew that? That wasn't a big deal? That didn't ring any bells? Like, nobody thought anything about that to question him? Ask him what's going on? Why did Was there blood on, in the mattress that you were just sleeping in? Mm-hmm. Right? That's one thing. Another issue was when he went to court and the judge released him, he had all of these prior issues going on and the judge just turned the other way and told him, I'm going to give you another chance. Right. It's like they were seeing what else he could do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I also want to say I also agree with the fact that you see how you put the, um, I can't remember the names from the documentary, but when you put the, um, the contortion part at the end with the gut, with the, um, with the Senate person and how they were family members and how this is what, you know, the bodies do when the head is cut off. And this is what, like he was taking the pictures of, and that's what the guy in the Senate brother had Had in his house. house. Mm -hmm. It's like, all of this stuff has to be tied in because who's dealing with cutting off heads and knowing how the body go when they, you know, when the head is off. And the thing that's disturbing is that the, the artists who ended up making that statue, it's like of all the things you could make a bronze statue of, why would you make it somebody headless and their body contorting in mass hysteria? It's just, and, and then for and, somebody and as the big pictures as, that he take is the same exact mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that's where the artist got it from. You know, so it's just, it's really sick. So I do definitely think that the government was just letting him do things because it's not like he didn't have multiple charges up against him. And then like, how is he getting all of the money to do all of these things? How was he able to get all of this um 
um, what was the stuff that he was putting in the dumpster that was making the bodies melt? You know what I mean? Like how would acid. you have, right. The acid, he was just doing all of this stuff. I'm pretty sure he had tools. Nobody knew what was going on. I just really think that they were all in on it just to see what he Yeah, because even when you think about it, where do you just go buy acid? Right. It's not like you can buy like a small little bottle. He's melting bodies. So that right. means he'd have to get cases, you know, like gallons of acid. Right. Where do you buy that from? And nobody questions and it. Then how are you able to get all these pills to give people sleeping pills every, every night? Mm. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it had to be tied in. I mean, he was just giving people pills every night and he just had them abundantly. He worked in the chocolate factory. Like where are you getting all this money from the five, you know, pills? To poison people and nobody not think anything of it so i definitely agree with you that if he was here you know and they had something planned out for him to see what he could do mm-hmm. and let's not act like somebody said in the chat it wasn't like he was rich a lot of times he wasn't even able to really hold down a job right that's he right. really he didn't even hold down a job factory. right yeah he, he didn't even hold that down to the end yeah right so is definitely then all the things that he was accused of even before he got arrested. I mean, it's just so much stuff that they turned a blind eye to. Yeah, you raped, I mean, you molested this person, but what else? When you was in the army, you did all this. We gave you a, a nice discharge. When you was living here, you did this. It's just like they turned the cheek every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But thank you, girl. That's what I wanted to say. Keep it coming. I'm going to be here listening, watching, waiting. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, kid. You have a good night. And you do the same. Bye, y'all. Bye. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on Cameron P. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, how you doing, T? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. I haven't talked to you since uh, you did the Travis Scott documentary over a year ago, which blew my mind. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, first of all, you did a great job uh, on this documentary of uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, including stuff that was outside of Netflix. And I want to say, I think it was Miss Muchilla, maybe a week or two ago, that mentioned that he had a body in Europe. So, I think maybe when I was watching it, like, wow. I think T like really went in because that's stuff that we didn't know about him just watching the tape or if you do your generic research, it's like that's a part of his history that's like left out. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely try to hide that whole thing. And I think the reason why they didn't really want to dig into the Germany thing, because now you're talking about, you know, U.S. versus Germany and you know, extradition laws, it just would have caused a lot more conflict that this American was out there killing Germans mm-hmm. and they probably just didn't want any parts of it. So we're just going to ignore it like it didn't happen. Exactly, because you know how our military is. It's like, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> right. Exactly. But uh, mm-hmm. when I but when I first uh, learned about uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, it was maybe about 10 years ago when I was in uh college you know at that time uh like i've always been a fan of knowledge and things that i don't know to dive myself deeper into them to get a better understanding of the world and so when i first read about jeffrey dahmer uh it reminded me of the fictional uh character hannibal 
And, you know, Hannibal was actually based on a real life person. Uh, I think his name was, uh, it was Alfredo Trevino. He was like a, a killer in Mexico that uh, dismembered bodies and stuff throughout the 50s and 60s. And so when I read it, I said, man, this got to be the only man I can think of that you would hear such deplorable and disgusting things that a human could do to another human. And so I was trying to put them similar, uh, those similarities together. Also, I noticed that in Dahmer's case, because the what early 70s or all the 70s, even early 80s was a big cult thing going around the country and he was in the devil worship and you know and if you look at all the serial killers between like uh Marilyn Manson uh Richard uh Ramirez the uh night stalker they were like all involved in his like devil satanic worship mm-hmm. and that's crazy yeah and I think that's the part like I was saying that you have to look at it at on also a spiritual level because if this was not anything spiritual and oh god has nothing to do with this you know why was he into satanism why are they showing you know the altars and stuff like that in the netflix show you know this is very tied to spirituality and um even when i opened the monologue on the in the documentary i read a quote from him where he said, you know, if, if you don't believe in God, you have no one to be beholden to. Mm. So he, you know, so he had no problem killing because you're just, you're not looking at a human being as a human life. To you, you're thinking they just evolved from slime and, you know, they just back to slime, they go. There's no, there's no human empathy. There's no human connection. So, you know, when you really look at the situation on a deep level, it's a very spiritual situation. It's a spiritual battle. You know, and that is why you have to really understand the nuances of the things that you take in, you know, watch, research, and then also pray about it. So that way you can let that stuff go. Because as many people watch the Netflix documentary and walked away, you know, scared or like, oh, this person is sick. You know how many people now are glamorizing him and idolizing this man? What? Man, yeah. they got... I didn't seen Halloween stuff with Jeffrey Donna. Some lady even dressed her little four-year-old son up as Jeffrey Donna. I said, are you serious? I said, somebody please call CPS on this woman. Mm-hmm. Because- somebody wrote in the chat that some pizza place, and I don't know if it was in Florida, child. It sounded like a Florida place. But they said a pizza place is having Jeffrey Dahmer specials where you can, you know, ask for, you know, I guess, the, you know, the sausage May or may not be sausage. Who knows? But they're having Jeffrey Dahmer pizza specials. That is crazy. Yeah, it's something about uh, us being fascinated with serial killers. But I think he probably was, like you said, a a manufactured person of the MK Ultra because, uh, you know, you really do look deep into that, you know, stuff and those experiments that they were doing to people, you know, whether they came out, well, of course, if if you're dead, you can't say nothing. But when they came out alive, they were never the same person. You know, they were a shell of their their former selves. And I think during that time period of when you have all these serial killers doing the most heinous things, they had everybody on edge. And I noticed now we're in 2022. Everybody's on edge because 
we're in a spiritual battle all over the world. How many days are we going to keep turning on the TV day in, day out, and there's something evil going on? You got spouses taking out each other. You got key, uh, teenagers doing whatever, not respecting adults. You mm-hmm. Sex all over the place. And it's like, oh, yeah, I think maybe that from 50 years ago was the start of what we're in now. Yeah. I definitely think so. And again, I don't care what people follow. You know, you don't have to be a Christian or Muslim, you know, whatever you believe in is your business. But I do feel like, you know, the world has gotten to be a darker place. They've taken a lot of checks and balances out of society. You know, you can't tell kids anything anymore. You can't discipline them. You know, the parents are so busy trying to live their life that, you know, when they're acting up in school and the teachers are calling, like, you know, your child is doing X, Y, and Z, the parents are uninterested. They're like, what do you want me to do? As if it's the school's job to babysit their child. So there's a breakdown, you know, a definite breakdown in not only society, but also the family structure. And I think that's one thing that is good that you can take away from the Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, documentary, what I did or what even Netflix did is that family structure definitely took a toll on him. Who leaves their teenage child by themselves for months at a time? Who just, that's abandonment. I don't think he's 17 or seven. That is abandonment. Mentally, you know, spiritually, you're not ready to just be on your own at 16, 17 years old. You know, your, your parents aren't there. There's no discipline. There's no one to tell you yes or no. You're left to your own devices. And I think that that is definitely something that people should take away from that is that that family structure is very important. The things that you teach your children and you show your children can affect them for years to come. There's no reason for that father to be sitting up there with him and showing him taxidermy and stripping bones from animals. And I believed all of that planted seeds in his head because even when he joined the military, that was one of the things that they were saying is that they've never seen a child that, because, you know, he was like, what, 18, 19 when he got sent to the military. They'd never seen a young man that young be so well-versed in, you know, just human bodies and cutting stuff up and, you know, knowing just the way the body functions. Most teenage boys don't give a shit about that. They're worried about football and basketball, you know? Exactly, exactly, yeah. And when... He went to do that. Yes, he was a young man, but also reading his description was he started drinking early. And we all know that in high school, that's when our receptors and our brain and stuff start to comprehend what's real, what's not, what's fake, what is true, what isn't. And by him drinking early, that uh, effective cognitive uh, distance, I think that's what they call it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just slowly and slowly went away and that alcohol is what really ruined him. And I've also done my research on other cases of these serial killers. Cause when you go back to the childhood aspect, mm-hmm. it's always something that went wrong in childhood. And it's usually down to either the mother was going through something. And a lot of cases, the fathers were going through something and they were drinking you know, mm-hmm. and so it's being passed down, you know, these spirits and alcohol taking over generation after generation and it trickled to him. And, you know, that's why stuff is what is what it is now. And I've never been a big drinker because I've never wanted to turn into 
somebody that I'm not and that the people that love me don't recognize me anymore. Mm. Yeah. So, no, but yeah, but that was uh, all I had to say uh, to you. Keep doing uh, great things out here. Do try to get you some sleep because I know you probably work 80 to 100 <laughs> hours a week, girl. You be doing it. Yeah, I was knocked out yesterday. After I got done doing my live stream, um, I got a nap in, got up, did some more work. And so then I slept in the day pretty late. So, yeah, I'm definitely catching up on my sleep. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. All right, you have a good evening. All right, you too. Okay, bye. Bye. Go ahead, Astros. So we're going to go till about 7.30. It's almost 7 o'clock. Um, so let me go ahead and bring on, you know, Virgo. So go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How are you doing? Yes, I'm doing good. I'm glad you called me. Yes, I had so much to say because so many people said so many, had so many great points. I was like, dang, I didn't have my pen and paper in my notes. I was just trying to remember it. <laughs> but hopefully <laughs> I can remember what they were saying. But everybody has some great points of views um, and, and said some great things. And your deep dive was amazing as usual, as usual, you know, like it's just, you already know. I know. You Thank know. you, sis. It was awesome. And I always think about the hard work you put into it because watching it takes energy. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to probably stop a few times. Like, you know, this is not the time. Like you said, cause I think we had spoke before and you was like, you know, the way your energy's feeling girl, just watch it in, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. Watch- I said, watch it in the morning. Yeah, don't don't watch that before going to bed. Like, my energy. So, because that, that night before, I had told you about the, the female before. That was a lot of energy. So, I'm like, these spirits around here and then watching that, I see why you said what you said because it was so deep and it was definitely triggering in some ways, too. So, um, but I, I greatly enjoyed it. I think you did an awesome job. And I was also just worried about your energy. Like, you know, you that's a lot of research. That's a lot of putting that in and taking in on that, on that information and, and thinking about them spirits. Like you don't want that evil juju on you. You know what I'm saying? So I was praying for you, girl. Like, please protect T. She was trying to give us information. She just don't be coming for her life, you know, cause she putting it out there, but I thought it was great. And all, what I really, something someone said that resonated for me earlier, cause you know, I'm an eighties baby and you know, in early 90s, 2000, we was out here in these streets and it was pagers. It was the phone before it was the internet. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, the phone numbers. And um, I remember a time where we used to just be jumping in people's cars and we could have been, yeah, I could have been killed. Cause you know, I remember the time uh, what song came to my head was, I don't want no scrub, a scrub as I got, you know, hanging out the passenger side of his bed, you know, that's mm-hmm. what came to my mind. And I was like, we always used to be like, mm, who's hollering at us? Is it the one in the passenger seat or the driver? Because you want the driver. And he could have had somebody in the passenger, but we wanted the driver. So if the driver was hollering, we're getting in the car. Not even thinking about the passenger and the driver could kill us. I could be in, a, in the mm-hmm. trunk. But he got us home. And thank God I had an angel with me. But we did take those chances. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't have what they have now where I could send my location. What we did was send it through a pager, the uh, your, your license plate to my friend i send my friend my pay the license plate uh, you know thing we had codes with pages i don't know you know 1900 babies <laughs> we had codes so that's what we did but we try to be safe even then you know we had we where's the nearest pay phone you know what i'm saying all that you know in our day but it was never safe and my mother used to work in the emergency room and yes there, she is 
with the children and, and she used to sit here about all the predators. So I mm. was always cautious and I feel like I'm like that. Like I forgot his name who said it, but he was like, my mom never let me go anywhere. Never spend a night at no one's house. Couldn't have no one come over and couldn't go places like that. That's me right now with my 16 year old, mm-hmm. you know, she's trying to date. And I'm just like, he could be the killer because just, you know, I live in Boston, you know, and just like a week ago, like five girls died on, from on, on the hands of their boyfriend. So you don't know who the killer is. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to be a serial killer, but they're killers out here. And that's what I got from the whole thing. <laughs> There's killers out here and you just must, you need to be very careful. You know what I'm saying? How you mm-hmm. move out the street. That's why every day my child leaves this house, I say, watch your surroundings, watch your, watch around you and be aware and, and just, you know, have discernment about what's going on around you. Like don't move a certain way and don't just be led down any path by any pair because Oh, that's what I want to say to you, a point, um, as far as, like, trafficking people. I used to be a stripper, and back in the day, I used to end up being, there was, like, you know, I was with my friend who was with someone who was trying to pimp her out. He couldn't pimp me. I wasn't giving you my money, nigga. I just did all that work, my feet, my coins, nah. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she, he got her. But So then we would, it, it in turn turned to, okay, if you don't want to give me the money, but I'm giving you a ride here, I'm giving you gas money, nigga, but you ain't getting all my money. I don't mind giving you gas, but nah. But if I don't want to give him the money, I need to basically recruit other bitches. So we used to just drive around and be like, girl, what you doing out here on the street? What you doing? What, what you got going for yourself? And some of these people didn't have nothing going for themselves. And we got them into stripping. I could have sex trafficked so many people if I wanted to in a certain way. We made mm-hmm. sure they were safe because we don't. We wanted to be safe. But at the end of the day, I didn't have to be a good person in that. And I still, would. that wasn't when we, I just was talking about this with my homegirl. It wasn't the best thing. Think about how easy it was for us to put that in somebody else's head i think of the players club yeah that's how it was when we were younger like people don't realize that like as soon as especially once you turn 18 on the block there were people were recruiting you like oh you got a cute shape you pretty let me take you out of town that was the whole thing they would always try and take girls out of town to go strip so that way your family in the twin cities wouldn't know so they would take girls down to iowa take them to wisconsin take them to chicago within you know massachusetts but i didn't go that far like i, I refused to go to florida and go out of that state or even new york because i got offered to go to new york and it was like well, i wanted to the big new york the big lights but i was like nah i think i'll be good right here in massachusetts you know what i'm saying i'm probably the farthest i went was providence rhode island with my stripper career you know what i'm saying like i just i was very cautious like I end up making enough money to get us a, our own vehicle where we don't need this nigga's ride because I don't feel safe because I don't know if he has our best interest and he's trying to sell us off to somebody else. Like I had to think like that. So imagine I got three girls. I got to think like that now. I'm very strict. No, you can't go outside. I know what's outside. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. And I, oh, one last thing. It's so bad. It's so crazy how they said something about Halloween, right? In the costumes. I was talking on the phone with my friend and I was telling a friend about that story. I told you about the female the night before and how she threw the candy in my hand was like, eat it right now. And I was like, oh, you ain't going to be trying to definitely drama me or whatever. And when I said that, my kids was like, Everybody in school's talking about that. Everybody be saying that. They'll say, don't Jeffrey Dahmer me. Don't like, he's becoming a phrase. And it's like, mm-hmm. I said that too. I'm a guilty of it. Cause I said that, like, that's the first thing I thought about after watching that movie. She says, put it in your mouth right now. And I was like, uh-uh, she's going to watch me eat it. There's, I'm not going to do it. And, but you know what I'm saying? 
I thought about that, how much it affects you is traumatizing. So even the kids at the school, my kids are in elementary and they're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer and kids are looking to dress up for Halloween as this kid, as this dude. So it's crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's a lot going on with that situation. But thanks for, thank you so much for calling in, sis. No problem. Love you, boo. All right. Love you too. We'll talk to you later. Later. All right, let me go ahead and bring on Nublia in the sky. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T, how's it going? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing good, doing good. Um, I do want to give praise on this documentary. Well, all your documentaries have been really good. Um, I will say my favorite one has been the, t- the artificial intelligence one. Mm-hmm. That one really got me because I was like, damn, <laughs> even there was stuff that I didn't know about that you mentioned. Um, but I want to piggyback on what Sergio was saying, the previous caller about like the mm-hmm. hookup culture. Okay. So, um, so, you know, so I, you know, pertain to the LGBTQ community and I deleted, uh, Grindr for like, I think it's been almost like two years already. Uh, cause I, I've had experiences too, where I've invited, I a hundred percent agree with him where I'm like, I don't invite people into my home unless I know you. And I remember this one time I, I, I hooked up with somebody and I just remember that I just had this horrible feeling. And I just remember, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like all this time is like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And then luckily never happened. But I just remember this is like around like end of like 2019 or early 2020. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, not, like this, this just doesn't feel right anymore. And then I later discovered that he actually is right about, and I didn't know this. Um, this it's called cruising. So it's basically when like gay people, I guess particularly men, what they'll do is they'll go to like public bathrooms and they would like try to hook up with somebody in a public bathroom. Yeah, so. I remember that senator years ago. Um, I was with a North Carolina at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was a senator. He got caught in the mail's back. He was like tapping his foot and doing all this weird yeah. shit to try and get attention from men. And he tapped his foot the wrong way and it ended up like, I forgot who it was. It ended up being like some type of news person. He was like caught up. Oh. And I remember I asked my friend, I'm so ignorant. I was like, can you show me the gay tap? I want to know what y'all be doing in the bathroom. <laughs> and he was like, baby, he's like, I don't know that shit because we're probably like 21 at the time. I was like, that tap, they got that man caught up. Show me what y'all be doing in the bathroom. <laughs> and he was just laughing, like, no, I don't engage in that shit, T. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's real. Like, people, will, it's, it's some type of little signal, child. They slide their foot under the stall and turn their foot yeah. to the left and turn it to the right, do the hokey pokey. <laughs> <laughs> And then the person in the stall is supposed to know, like, okay, cool, they're down to hook up. Yeah. It's all this weird shit. And, you know, and I think that's the part mm-hmm. for me that, like, just scares me sometimes with people because, again, you never know who that person is, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, we always say, like, even with sex, it's such a spiritual thing. You know, like, you're you're swapping energy. You're swapping, mm-hmm. you know, um you know, just, just everything, right? It's a spiritual connection, soul ties. So mm-hmm. imagine if you're just hooking up with a random person who done tapped their foot a certain way, but this man's a whole serial killer. Yeah. You know, he got that serial killer spirit on you. You know, just saying. Yeah. 
No, 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 totally. I 100% agree. And you know what? I'm a, I'm a re- you know, I'm a reach, but I'm gonna say this, okay? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the Jeffrey Dahmer situation, from hearing these conversations, I, okay, I'm, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a reach, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I have you, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but there's been a lot of talks about, um, like, gender ideology in the classrooms. Mm-hmm. And so Matt Walsh did a documentary, like, what is a woman? And yeah. there, there's been a lot of protest about parents, um, you know, wanting affirming care for their children. And then some parents saying that they don't want it, that it's just a gateway for other things and so forth. And just the fact that I think it was the previous caller mentioned that, oh yeah, like they're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer, like if it's nothing. So then we talk about like gender affirming care to them, they'll be like, well, that's nothing anymore. You know, like it's almost like desensitizing them. And there was this parent, cause I've been listening to a lot, I go on YouTube and I will listen to like the parent teacher conference on like gender affirming ideology in their classrooms. And mm-hmm. some of these conversations, I knew, I knew it was a little bit like over the edge. But when I talk about that, they are literally showing like how to have sex to like kids in elementary school. Like, damn, like this is just it, it's I just feel like the Jeffrey Dahmer situation was just kind of like a gateway for just people to just normalize behaviors that were not normalized before. And so now they're just saying, oh, well, just gender ideology is not that big deal. It's not like he's Jeffrey Dahmer. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like that part of it too. And remember I said this in the earlier Zooming, like beginning of the year, that there was going to be like these group of like demons being sent out in in like the, the universe or whatever. Remember mm-hmm. I said that like one of the prediction videos? Um, and it's crazy how a lot, I said that like early beginning of this year and how like a lot of that has been coming true. And I do feel that a lot of like these like random killings, in my opinion, are like, like, are like being done by like demonic energy. And, um, and like they, because what I've, what I've been hearing is that they are, they are allowed to do that this year. I guess the, the higher forces are allowing a demonic energy to take over um, the planet for, for just this year and so forth. And, um, and I know this is a little bit off topic, but I'm just going to say it. Um, are you, in one of your live streams, the one with Kanye, I think at the end of the live stream, you said that there was like these like lightning in Texas. I think you showed like a little video mm-hmm. where showing you a phone. So remember when in one of my predictions, I said that there was going to be contact by extraterrestrials this year. Um, I've been hearing, yes. I've, I've been hearing, okay, um, that they are coming around December of 2022. That like, that's been, I've been hearing from a lot of people that December they were. December of 2022 this year? Yep, this December? year. Yep, yep. Because mm, I was surprised when I put in UFOs during that live stream, how many came up in different cities? Oh, absolutely. And they're not, they're, and you, you know what, T, like, in my opinion, I think that's why they're doing this all like gender ideology, Jeffrey Dahmer, to distract us from like what is really going on, you know, in our mm-hmm. skies. Because if people are just so consumed by these movies and ideology, they're not going to be focused on, you know, what is happening up there. But trust and believe, you know, I, I mean, I, okay, <laughs> you know this, right, from the Discord, like, you know that I know of people that, you know, work with extraterrestrials who 
are in contact with them. And I'm in a lot of like these like Telegram groups and word is on the street is saying that they're they're going to be making their appearance in December of 2022. Um, but just keep in mind that like these extraterrestrials, uh, extraterrestrials come from different dimensions and different frequencies. So we as third dimensional beings, when we see something that's foreign, we automatically assume that it's bad. And I'm here to let you all know that not not all UFOs and not all extraterrestrials are bad. They might appear based on their image and how they look like, but in reality, they come from higher dimensions. And when they lower themselves into this dimension, it can, our bodies and our minds are not, don't know how to comprehend, um, don't know how to comprehend when they appear. So if they were to appear this year, you know, definitely keep that in mind because I do feel that if that were to happen, like, woo, get ready for the greatest movie on earth, T. <laughs> wow. So yeah. we're going to have to sit back and wait and see what happens in December. But thank you so much for calling in. It was good talking to you. Good talking to you, team. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Okay. You too. All right. Bye. All right. So let me go ahead and bring on Wendy Gonzalez. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. <clears throat> Hello? Hi, T. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, I can. How are you? Yes. How are you? Um, my name is Wendy, and I just want to say that, you know, you're an inspiration. Sorry if I'm a little nervous, but... You know, I've thank been a you. fan for like five years and um, thank you for sharing your wealth of knowledge. I really appreciate it, you know. So, um, thank you. So the reason why, this is my first time talking, so, but, you know, I remember the guy that he was speaking before from London and mm -hmm. he said, you, I know you asked him if there was another um, like uh, serial killer in London or anything like that. And there is. So there's this guy, his name is Andrew, uh, Dennis Andrew Nielsen, and he killed about 12 to 15 boys. And some of them were like, um, they were like, uh, sorry, I'm just a little nervous. Mm -hmm. He killed um, kids from like 12, 14 years old to men, you know, full grown men. And some of them were gay, others were not. And I just found that there was like so many similarities. Like he also went to like the army back there. Um, he also killed gay men. He also found like, um, I guess he would get off on these men dying. And uh, it's like a little scary because it's like, I don't know. It's like sometimes, you know, things that you say, it's like you kind of have to see in between the lines, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many serial killers all over the world. It's like the U.S. is like the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's like a 450 mile um, highway in Canada mm -hmm. and they call it the Highway of Tears because it's like a serial killer dumping ground. You know, they have so many bodies. They don't know from who, from what. And it's just horrible, you know, and in the U.S., just forget about it. I'm from New York, and we have a an active serial killer. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, it's the Gilco Beach Killer. 
And let me tell you that the which, which beach? I think I've heard of it. You said Coco Beach? No, Gilco. Gilco Beach. Yes, okay. in Long Island. Mm-hmm. And they found about 15 like sex workers and like burlap sacks to the point where you know they're like skeletons so nobody knows where this is coming from who did it you know there's like right now between 25 and 50 active serial killers in the united states so basically mm-hmm. you know if you're a sex worker or someone that you know um has high-risk behaviors it's just very important you know that you you know keep this in mind be extra careful and just basically you know try and survive to see if we get to see the ufos in december you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah that's all i wanted to add you know there's just a lot of crazy things and if you get into like the international serial killers oh that's a that's a big rabbit hole that's a whole nother rabbit hole (laughs) yeah and it's like you know it's it's like i have to like pace myself because reading all these things because i'm like fascinated but in a way that it's like what can make them kill you know a human being like what happened to you why are you so damaged Mm-hmm. You know, and that is the reason why I have known, you know, I have not studied, but, you know, I do see a lot of like, you know, documentaries and, you know, and the, one of the oldest serial killers was from New York, you know, from the 1920s. And his name was uh, the Gray Wolf. And he mm-hmm. was even scarier, you know, so I'm not even going to get into that stuff. <laughs> Wow. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, for calling in. It was good talking to you. Yes. Thank you for having me. I love you. And just keep doing what you're doing. I am humbled by just even speaking to you. Okay. All right. Love you too. And thank Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. All right. So let me go ahead and bring on, um, it's Wynette. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> um, so I would just like to say, I know you've heard it a hundred times at this point, but I definitely enjoy all of your um deep dives. This one, this one really this really hit me. Like I it took me a couple of days to get through it. I had to um <laughs> watch it like in the morning time because it for one, the documentary itself kind of hit me. I sat up there for hours to watch that straight. I don't know why I did that to myself. I couldn't even sleep that night. But your deep dive, you dug deeper. And that really, like, that took me a couple of days to even get through. Because for one, um, well, the main thing was about the Eminem <laughs> his music video that mm. that 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 tripped me up because like I have I have a few friends that love Eminem and everything and I remember while I was growing up I mean I remember just one song by him and even that was kind of weird um I, I can't even think of the freaking song but it was like I've always found him like odd and everything and once I got older I realized like I'm 29 now and when I got older I realized like oh well he had a, a very um terrible upbringing and everything so that's what brought him here today but with that music video that really <laughs> that really took the cake that at that point I feel like now, I mean, I listen to different songs to their lyrics and everything, and I try to find like the symbolisms in different um 
and these music videos and everything. Well, nowadays, there's no type of like symbols or anything that really ties into anything. But with a lot of music videos, I, I sit back and I look at them and I think like, man, like what made you want to do that? You know, but for him to come out with that music video that's tied into Jeffrey Dahmer, I'm like, why would you do that? Are you trying to bring awareness to us? Like what, like, are yeah, you listening? Yeah, like I, mm-hmm. I couldn't even like, and you played the whole video because I was like, okay, she probably gonna show a little. No, it was an entire video, and I was literally, I was driving home. I had to pull over it and like fully watch it because I'm like, this is nuts. So that made me think of just the music and everything nowadays, and then even like the other artists that you brought up and how you said like, yeah, how they brought, the, how they just throw that into their lyrics and all that and how no one talked about it. I don't know, if, you know, like some of, the, some of those songs that came out like earlier um, 2000s or just over the years and everything and no one talked about it. And even to this day with the Eminem um, music video, I haven't heard anyone talked about it or brought that up or anything in any conversation, especially all this Jeffrey Dahmer stuff going on. Like, no one talked about it. I'm like, why is everyone, like, everyone's cracking jokes and doing, you know, talking about any and everything else, but no one's talking about, like, okay, this, has anyone even, because that, his, that music video came out, what, like, last year or two years ago or something? And, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's like, no one's talking about it. So, of course, me and my crazy um, <laughs> conversations and stuff at work, I brought it to work. And like, I mean, I work in like a small, like little cubicle area and everything. And like, I brought it to work and they was like, I've never heard of it whatever. So then they started looking it up. And then my manager came in, she started watching it. And then we started a whole conversation about it. And it's just like, like, and then we started dissecting it. And then I brought up you. Let me see. I talk about you all the time. Like, I show my friends are sick of me talking about you. But I talk about you all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all need to go ahead. I'll pay y'all $5 to listen to go to her Patreon. So y'all can listen to her deep dives. They be going deep. But for this particular one, um, I put it up on my phone. I showed them, like, bits and pieces of your deep of this deep dive. And they was like, what? Like, I had no idea all this was going on like far as the artists and how you know he created that statue and everything and then just like all of that and then they had no idea so I'm like I'm just appreciative I say all that to say so now I'm rambling but I say all that to say T that please continue to drop these deep dives and everything and please continue to educate us because for one I mean me growing up I didn't know any of these things and all that in school of course we're not going to talk about it and all that but for you to Mm -hmm. be on you know risking everything for yourself to talk about these things i'm so appreciative so continue to educate us i would be here to learn and listen and all so that's all i had to say well thank you so much i appreciate it and i think that's a great note to leave on um i definitely will and yeah a lot of people forget um like i said when a lot of these music videos drop, unless you're kind of woke and aware and understand symbolisms, you miss a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I go back and I watch things, I just take notes and I just see stuff like, wow, the connections in that Eminem video was just, it was too eerie. It was too much of an eerie coincidence and just even the lyrics and the stuff that he was saying. And from what I'm hearing now, because I haven't listened to Eminem in a few years, 
but supposedly he's supposed to be like a reborn again Christian and he's changing his wraps around, you know, bless his heart. I don't know. I've heard that, but I don't know how true that is. Cause he talked about a lot of crazy stuff over the years. It's like, now you decide to try to switch it up and everything. I mean, it's, I'm not here to judge and say, oh, it's never too late to change, but you got a lot of digging to do, my boy. Like you got a, a lot of a lot of things to, to air out and all that. So yeah, I've never heard of that. I guess I have to dig into that later on, but yeah. But thank you so much, Love ET. You're so welcome. And thank you for calling in. It was good talking to you. Yes. Bye. Okay. Bye. All right, you guys. So we've come to the end of the show. That was, this has been a really good dialogue. We talked about a lot of different things. So it was really nice hearing from so many different people. The chat was definitely popping. So thank you guys. We will have another show probably sometime next week um, on a different topic, whatever ends up being viral. We'll see what ends up happening with Kanye. See if he gets into any more mess between now and November 1st. But on that note, you guys, thank you guys so much for taking time out to come to this Spotify Live. I appreciate you all, and I will talk to you guys later. Everyone have a good night and be safe. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.